Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi there. My name's Jack, and I love horrible movies. Each week on the Horrible Movie Podcast, producer Phil, a guest, and I talk about a horrible movie. We talk about the actors, directors, the budget, the box office, and like thereof. You also get silly songs, fake commercials, and too much fun to list on this promo. Available everywhere you get your podcast. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that is happy to choose you as champion, it's Sif Pop. I would not be worthy. <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's my humble and heavenly co-host, Andrew Ormsby. <laughs> oh, and each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Hello, Governor. Welcome, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's great. It's kind of the first time in a while i've had a nice chance to get into my like actual home rhythm like i'm not traveling those kind of things yeah. so it's it's kind of i don't think i travel again until the middle of may so, so i've got a nice month. little yeah well <laughs> that's great for me like it's, it's true it's usually two or three weeks and then i'm jumping somewhere else and that kind of stuff which i love by the way i love that i have a lot of cool things that i get to go do yeah but it's nice to have a six seven week chunk where i just get into a nice rhythm i've lost uh 17 pounds in the last two weeks i so. found them <laughs> did you yeah well you need them more than i do <laughs> i'm pushing two bills now are you yeah boy i wish i had two bills two bills is impossible for me in my oh well, yeah absolutely you? six, 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 six. six yeah six six um and in sturdy 
Yeah. You know, like I even when I was uh in like playing basketball in my best shape, mm-hmm. I was two forty five. Yeah. You know, so in the lightest I've been since being an adult was when I got all the way down to to uh two forty five. So got back to playing shape. But I think two fifty for your size would be, you know, pretty Oh, I would people wouldn't recognize me at two fifty. Yeah. My wife says when I was at two four at two forty five that I looked like a skeleton. Really? Yeah. Just because I think I didn't really, I don't think. You're I think just it was big just I, well, no, I just think it's because she's so used to the bigger me that even, you know, a more but I, yeah, I got I got rid of most of my that was when I was running half marathons and stuff. So wow. I don't know if I'm gonna be doing that again, but yeah, me neither, and I never but, did. <laughs> but I'm working out, and so I feel like I'm adding weight a little bit in that way and losing more because well, my muscle like weighs more than fat, right? Like my clothes fit better and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice, and the only reason that can happen is because I'm in this nice little rhythm where I can yeah eat consistently and know what I'm eating, and I'm not just grabbing food that's you know out for whatever reason and. That's that kind me. of thing. <laughs> it's fun. That's a fun life to live. But it, it, does fun, catch, it does catch up with you. It is. I mean, I'm not 20 something anymore. You know, those yeah. pounds, they don't just melt away. So. Oh, man. When I, when, I, when I went for my through my first weight loss journey, mm-hmm. I was in my 30s and it just it was a snap. And now even 10 years later, it's like it's harder. The body's like, no, 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 we're good from here out, man. Like you don't like, yeah. we want this stuff now. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I could not, for the life of me, put on weight when I was in my twenties yeah. or you know before. Yeah, like I would eat four or five thousand calories a day, you know, for actual muscle mass building, yeah. and I couldn't, I couldn't add weight. Wow. Yeah, it was, and I wasn't doing cardio. I was doing heavy lifting and stuff. <laughs> that like, should do I was, it. I was getting stronger, right? But I wasn't getting heavier. It was insane. That's wild, man. But now I'm not working out at all, and I'm eating like two or three thousand calories a day, and I'm I'm getting bigger. So. That's nice, man. I wish it's not if, nice. <laughs> I, I no. Here's what's nice: two or three thousand. I I lose weight at two thousand calories a day. Yeah. Um, well, you. Yeah, I, you're super tall. You probably need like three thousand a day or something tec- like that. I mean, yeah, technically. But when I'm when I'm not paying attention, I eat six, seven thousand calories a day, easy. Wow. I just I don't because I don't care. I'll have you know a bowl of cereal. There's seven hundred calories. I'll have I'll have a full pizza. You know, there's another yeah. couple thousand calories. I'll eat three pieces of pie if there's a pie out. Like I just like it doesn't fill me up, and it tastes so good. It's just like <laughs> I don't care. You know. Yeah, I will down a whole bag of Oreo thins, and you know, mm. when you down a whole bag of Oreo thins, the thin is not really that's not really the, no. the result. Yeah, <laughs> it's not how it works. When you eat an entire sleeve of Fig Newtons, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's easy, man. Yeah, that's like that's a few seconds of work right there. Yeah, um, I swear this is a movie podcast. I, yeah, I promise. <laughs> I promise it is. That's uh, one of my favorite parts is just kind of chatting and catching up here at the beginning. It is a lot of fun. Uh, before we get into the other stuff, I do want to mention new podcast coming your way we're still working out the details in making this happen but starting this week we're going to do sift the thrones now i say new podcast but it's going to show up in your sift pop feed so you don't have to go anywhere and if you don't watch game of thrones and you're not interested just don't download those episodes that's fine doesn't bother us at all so sift the thrones is what we're going to be doing and we're going to be doing that every we're going to record on wednesdays should be out by thursdays 
we'll do a preview next week and then we'll do some uh, review and that kind of stuff after each episode. Uh, so if that's something you're interested in, that should start showing up in your feed. Do we have a cast list? Of- so here's who's confirmed. Andrew and I are confirmed. Uh, Chris from Cinema Sins is confirmed. Uh, and uh, Danae. Uh, is she confirmed? She's She is confirmed to when she can. Sure. So she may, may be on. And then the other Sif Pop gurus, uh, I'm going to send out an email later today to see if they will like send in an audio thought on each episode kind of thing that we can react to That'd and respond cool. to. So uh, we're excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I actually may, now that I think about it, don't hold me to this, I may set up a separate podcast feed just so it's searchable if people are looking for Game of Thrones podcasts or whatever. Um, some more people can find us. So it may be both places. It'll certainly be in your Sif Pop feed, but I may start a new uh, podcast feed as well. Uh, see how that goes. Double dipping. I like it. Uh, well, there you go. We've got some fun in store. Of course, we've got all the usual stuff. We're going to hit some buried treasure at the end. Uh, a Sift Quest with our first quarter movie awards, which should be fun. Uh, best ever body swap movies. Um, and, of course, we're going to review Shazam this week, which is going to be fun. But we like to kick it off with some Do We Care? Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether or not we care about them or not. Number one, Killian Murphy joins the cast of A Quiet Place 2. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's a good choice. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, no character name, but he is a mysterious man with unknown intentions. Mm. Emily Blunt returning. Um, John Krasinski returning as director and writer. <laughs> not returning in the cast. Not returning in the cast. <laughs> that's Maybe where flashbacks. We'll, that's where we'll leave that. Yeah. But, uh, I'm just, even before I knew Killian Murphy was in the movie, I was stoked for it. Sure. The first movie's so good. Yeah. Uh, he, my only thing is, I do worry a little bit about, worry's the wrong word, and I don't even mean about the movie, but about Krasinski himself. Like, I feel we're in such a milk the cow marketplace that I hate that these directors feel locked into having to do the same thing. You know, I, I'm sure he wouldn't do it if he didn't feel good about it. Sure. I pr- I'm pretty much sure of that. But there's so much pressure, right? If you're John Krasinski and you knock this thing out of the park, all that pressure to do a second one, I don't know. I just feel a little bad. Like, doesn't maybe he wants to do something else, yeah. you know? I mean, I'm glad. I'll see it. Yeah. It'll be great. But, but <laughs> I never thought of it like that. I'm like you. I'm sure if he didn't want to do it or if he didn't feel comfortable, he just wouldn't do it. But the pressure is there and it's hard to sure. under. Um, judge that so yeah at the same time you know he has to be stoked that people want a sequel sure absolutely because he did so good on the first one yep number two i am so glad i'm not you right now me yes (laughs) okay because i got to watch the joker teaser trailer that dropped (laughs) with joaquin phoenix well i know it's strange but i'm glad i'm not you too andrew i would have hate to have seen the joker teaser trailer that dropped it's so good yeah Okay, so but it's but it's all it's it's from a movie that's coming out later, right? Yeah. So and I'll get to see that movie, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. So I'm not missing anything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're just late to the party then. That's he, fine. He does he uh, looks, that I don't mind. He looks super good. It yeah. looks like he's going to do an amazing job. Like possibly up there with Heath Ledger, maybe better. Mm. And you know he's so method. Mm-hmm. Walking Phoenix. Did you say method or meth head? <laughs> a little bit of both yeah method he's a meth head actor yeah he's a method actor <laughs> there's been a couple of those but no he does look really good and the way that this film sh- is shot it doesn't look like any 
kind of comic book movie that I've ever seen before. All right, cool. So the performance looks great. Visuals look great. Yeah. But we still don't really know anything about if the movie's going to be good or where the story goes or those kind of things, right? It's just kind of a nice, like, okay, cool. If you knock the other things out of the park, I like this. Yeah, from what I understand, the basics of the movie is how the Joker went insane. Mm. He went from a normal guy to insanity, and it shows that journey. So the Joker's backstory... I thought had something to do with acid. Yeah. Right. And like he, did he cut himself a smile somehow or? It depends. Okay. There's so many different multiverse okay, versions. Is, yeah. 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 The main canon version or the one in the killing joke is he was a comedian who um, just one day, every single thing went wrong and he was starting to go insane. He fell into this goop stuff because of Batman and, uh, that, you know, physically transformed him. He was already insane by that point. Mm. But, you know, he, the Joker's blood is now toxic. If you get it, then you get that Joker version of yourself, too. That's how he's able to infect people and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't know that last part. Oh, yeah. Like, has ever, that been in any of the movies? Uh, I don't remember kind that. Kind of. Uh, in the Jack Nicholson one, he had the laughing gas, you know, that made people. Right. That's kind of, he does have that laughing but, gas. But in the comics, it's his blood. It's his okay. It's his blood, and it's also the laughing gas. It's multiple. Okay. Like, uh, there's a comic book uh, where he infects all of the Justice League except Batman, mm. and it's Batman versus the entire Justice League, like Wonder Woman, Superman. Like a Jokerized uh, Superman was really cool. So the Flash, wow. it was really fun. So yeah, he can do stuff like that. Okay. Cool. But the main thing is his in- extreme intelligence and insanity. Um, is this Todd Phillips is that who's doing this? Yeah. And when does this come out? October. Okay. So you still got some time. For what? Before the movie comes out. Oh, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, six, about six months? Something like that, yeah. All right. Can't get here soon enough because it looks that good. Awesome. All right. Do you no- think it... Let me ask this. Do you think it'll get Oscar buzz? For him, probably. Does it look like that? It does. It no. really does. Looks like an Oscar bait superhero movie. It doesn't look like a superhero movie. That's okay. the thing. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. It looks kind of like the master. If Joaquin Phoenix's performance ended with him is turning the, into the Joker. Is this the one De Niro's in? Yeah. And Mark Maron, I think is in it too. I think so. And yeah. Scorsese okay. yeah. produced it. Yeah. It looks like a Scorsese movie. It okay. looks hey. so much like a no, Scorsese listen, that's movie. Cool. I, it, it could be interesting. I'm, I'm definitely on board. Yeah. Number three. Number three. So we talked about how Idris Elba is going to be replacing Will Smith as Deadshot, right? Yes, but I just heard... Oh, maybe this is the news. Go ahead. He's not! Yeah. He's not. <laughs> well, I heard that Deadshot's not going to be in the movie. That's right. But Idris so, Elba still is. Yes. Okay. All so, right. So um, there's a... I came up with... like I just went through all my Suicide Squad characters, and I came up with a list of characters he could play. All right. Let's he do this. He could be Black Spider, okay. Slipknot, Don't Bronze know. Tiger, uh-huh. King Shark, or yep. Dr. Light. Those are the ones I think he would be really Ooh, good at. King Shark. I know King Shark from the Flash TV series. Yeah. So there you uh, go. I know that character. Hey, you know one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Only because it was on TV. Yeah. Uh, Black Spider is like a ninja who is, uh, yeah, he's a ninja. Slipknot, um, he chokes people with magic rope. And then plays heavy metal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Slipknot. Uh, Bronze Tiger, the best martial artist in the DC universe. Bronze Tiger sounds something like from the Kung Fu Panda universe. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then Dr. Light can manipulate light. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's a good name for him. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. 
But yeah, it's interesting how it wasn't that long ago we were like, I, I think I'd be all right with him, you know, being the next Deadshot. Yeah. But I guess from what they said, I think it was a Variety article I read or something. They didn't that when they talked to DC, they didn't want it to feel like they were throwing Will Smith by the wayside in case they just want to in bring case he wants to come back. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. I think I may have even kind of said that when we talked about it. Like the the idea that Will Smith was being replaced was kind of a bummer to me because I like what he does with characters. So yeah. that's interesting. So, yeah, no, I like that. Good decision, DC. Good job. This is gonna this is gonna be a DC podcast. It is, <laughs> and I'm gonna be giving you guys a backstory on Shazam before we get into oh, the actual fun. review. Yeah, you're totally a DC guy, right? Like that's yes, very much so. Yeah, that's that's fun. I'm glad. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure. It's Although not... right now I'm actually reading more Marvel comics really? than I'm reading. Yeah. But it's got to be nice for you that DC's kind of making a turn in some of this stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like doing better work. Yeah. That's got to be fun for you. Yeah. Of course, I'm talking about a Suicide Squad 2 movie when the original Suicide Squad was so bad. Was so bad well, but. you know, this we're acting like there's never been a good DC movie, but there's never there hasn't been many good DCEU movies. Right. That's a good distinction. Yeah. Obviously, the Nolan Batman yeah. movies were great and well, I mean, we can have that discussion, but they were they were definitely good. So well, they were great. Nolan's Nolan's a good director. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for Do Care. And you want me to get into the or do you want to start the review and then me tell the backstory of Shazam? Or do you want me to Well, let's do, do it, it first now. thing in the review. Let's get into talking about Shazam. That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. This is proof of authenticity. Super strength. Electricity manipulation. Hyperspeed. I'd like to purchase some of your finest beer, please. We all have a superhero inside of us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In 14-year-old Billy Batson's case, all he needs to do is shout out one word to transform into the adult superhero Shazam. Still a kid at heart, Shazam revels in the new version of himself by doing what any other teen would do, have fun while testing out his newfound powers. Zachary Levi is Shazam, or Captain Marvel, which is never mentioned in the movie, which is actually kind of a running joke. Yeah. Which I love because they never do name him Captain Sparkle Fingers and all those kind of things, which is fun. Yeah. Um. So Zachary Levi and then a cast around him. Mark, Mark Strong is the villain here, doing some fun stuff. Uh. Did you like it? Love it? Dislike it? Hate it? Or it was just okay? I loved it. I loved it too. It's fun, man. It's, it's going to be Praise DC Day. It is. Uh. This this is such a blast. Uh. Tell me about the backstory that you were talking about, and then we'll get into the reasons. So the backstory, pretty much, I'm going to talk about the history of the actual comics itself, okay. like how we started off as Captain Marvel. Back in the 1950s, there was a publication called Fawcett Comics, and Captain Marvel was even more popular than Superman. He was outselling Superman like nobody's business. Mm. But then Fawcett went under. And in the 1970s, DC was like, hey, you know that character that was outselling Superman? (laughs) Why don't we just buy him and put him in the DC universe? There you go. Acquisition is your friend. But the problem was Marvel had trademarked the name during Fawcett's dead period, Captain Marvel. They're like... We're Marvel. We want to own Captain Marvel. So right. they did. So there was this huge legal battle for like 20 years of who could actually use the name Captain Marvel. Mm. If it officially went to um, 
Marvel, obviously. obviously. Yes. And in 2012, they just said from now on they're just going to call the character Shazam. Okay. Yeah. But, so in so <laughs> in this universe, he actually is never Captain Marvel. He's just Shazam. He is just Shazam. Some people can call him Captain Shazam. Okay. So it's yeah. interesting. To, it's interesting because I, I'll let you continue with whatever you're saying. But I, I was just thinking along with that, Shazam isn't a great name for the superhero because it's kind of a secret thing that he doesn't want people to know in some ways, too, because it's such a powerful thing yeah. to grab the staff and say Shazam. And, you know, that's a powerful thing. Right. So it's almost like you want to keep that whole Shazam thing a secret. So you really would want a different superhero name. Yeah. So it's interesting to me. Exactly. And Shazam in the in the old Fawcett comics was the name of the wizard, like it is in the movie. Okay. And then he was known as Captain Marvel. And that was just the word of power because it symbolized all the powers he had, you know? Right. Because Shazam is an acronym. Is it? Yeah. What's it stand for? The Wisdom of Solomon... The okay. strength of Hercules. Okay. The stamina of Atlas. Okay, so they say this in the movie. I just didn't realize what they were doing. Yeah, this is Shazam is an acronym, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Zeus. Yes, the the power of Zeus, mm-hmm. the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. I did not catch that at all. Yeah, I, that's great. Yeah, it tells you what his powers are. Right. But he's a kid. So he really wasn't listening. Oh, that's the best. That'd be great for sequels, too. Yeah. You know, when they're trying to, like, they're doing this whole superpower checklist and trying to figure out his powers. Yeah. And eventually to have his friend go, oh, duh, it's all right here. Exactly. That's funny. That's cool. So, yeah, there you go. And uh, some people are always wondering who is more powerful, Superman or Shazam. It depends on who's writing the comics. Yeah. Yeah. I know that they're, I mean, Superman is often seen as the most powerful DC superhero. Yeah. But uh, I just saw something briefly online about how Shazam is often the one that people are like, well, Shazam may be as powerful as Superman is. Yeah. It all depends on who's writing the comics. That's great. Yeah. Um, all right, well let's uh, let's chat about some of the things we loved since yeah. we both loved it. By the way, I'm kind of on the low side of loved it, but I did love it. I you know, okay. I think there are some flaws here that we can chat about. But oh yeah, yeah. Let's start with the good stuff. Zachary Levi, isn't he the greatest? <laughs> He's you perfect know, in this role. Oh, you know, I, it's not since Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool that I felt this way, where it's like the actor so well defines the character yeah. that you almost can't go wrong. Because yeah. if you go back and you watch Chuck. He's basically playing the same character, yeah. except he's an ad- actual adult in Chuck. He's just kind of like a child. Yeah. But here he's, it's just, it's interesting to me because his personality and his sense of humor is so childlike yeah. and full of joy like that. It's just, it's perfect. It's just absolutely perfect. He's so good yeah. in this role. It's Okay, and just to branch off of that from my next pro, this movie is so funny. Yeah. It's easily the funniest DCEU movie. I mean, it doesn't have much to compete against besides maybe <laughs> Aquaman. But uh, I like this transition that DC is making. They're learning from their mistakes. Yeah. And this might be the... It is the second best DCEU movie behind Wonder Woman. I like it more than Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I do like it more than Aquaman. Even Aquaman, DC is starting to flex their, you know, their funny bone. Exactly, um, yeah. So it's... And I'm glad... I think for so long they felt like they had to be, you know, because the the uh, the history and example of the Dark Knight and how well that did as a somber, serious, yeah. grounded in grittiness 
kind of thing that they thought they had to take the whole universe there. And what Marvel has always shown is you can be real and powerful and authentic and still crack jokes. Yeah. Like that's okay. In fact, that's life. That's fun. You know, so I, I I'm glad that DC is kind of waking up to that and starting to do that a yeah. little bit more. But this is this is a straight up comedy. Yeah. I mean, and, at times I was like, oh man, this reminds me of just like comedies from the eighties and it's just so good. There is a moment in this movie, I'm not gonna spoil it, I'll just say it has to deal with distance mm-hmm. that I was crying. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> It was one of the funniest things, and it was so... You know what's great? You you explain it that way, and I immediately have three scenes that I think it might be referring to, because this movie is so funny so many times. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to hear in spoilers which specific one. Yeah. Because I have a couple I want to bring up, too. Okay, specific, specific scenes where I was just dying yeah. laughing. So it, I, I, I love this movie. I, it's one of those movies you could watch over and over again, you know? Yeah. It, it's just... It's a, it's a happy movie. Yes, it's that's so the other happy. thing I wanted to talk about, was there's this, this childlike exuberance mm-hmm. through the whole movie. And the movie feels like it's from a... I say child, you know, 13, 14-year-old yeah. perspective, right? It just feels like this world is so seen through the eyes. It's not like us adults looking at these kids. It's like the movie's like, no, we're going to see the world through their eyes. And in that way, it almost makes up for some of the ridiculousness. Like I can see some people saying about some of these scenes, and I can mention specifics and spoilers, that makes no sense or that's ridiculous or it would never be that way. But when you see it through kind of the Looney Tune ideas of a a 14-year-old, that's what the movie's telling you. It's giving you a perspective with those things. Yeah. So, man, yeah, I just... I, I love it. I think it's just, it's so well toned consistently throughout. Yeah. yeah. I love all that stuff. I love, you know, there's an actual really heartfelt message that this yeah, movie is giving that. across. So, you know, how family isn't always biological. Families are forged by love, you know, mm-hmm. and you can find your family anywhere, you know, and this journey that Billy Batson goes on, you know, to find his original family and then to later realize that's really not what, you know, family is. Family isn't always blood. And, you know, that is just a really important thing that, you know, that there's actually a superhero out there for foster kids now, Mm -hmm. you know, or adopted kids. So I I love that. It's a beautiful message about what community is, what it means to belong, uh, why the things we think in our life uh, are the important things sometimes aren't the important things, um, how difficult that is. It doesn't, it doesn't make light of it. You know, it's very difficult in the movie. Um, we're kind of skirting around some, some things that happen in the plot, but, um, the movie does something very interesting to bring that, that message home with, uh, perspective shift in this. And without going into details to spoil it, uh, I thought it was really brilliant. Yeah. Uh, the way they did that. So yeah, I totally agree. I think the themes and the message here is consistent, beautiful, well thought out and very meaningful, you know, very important. I've never been a foster kid, yeah. right? Um, I've, I have a very blessed upbringing, um, but to be able to see from that perspective and to feel those feelings and to understand what family is and what it can mean, I, I thought was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you have any more pros before we move on? We touched on all of mine. Okay. Uh, yeah. All my specific ones. You know, there's yeah. specific moments that I could talk about. Exactly. Or, um, I, in it, I guess the other thing I could say is all the other things around the movie, 
just do their job. And so they, they're not distracting the score. You know, I, I don't remember thinking, oh, what an amazing score. But that's okay. It did its job. It wasn't awful. It wasn't distracting. The special effects, I don't remember thinking, oh, those are amazing. But at the same time... There is one scene where the CGI is really bad. Is there? Yeah. I'm trying to remember which scene it is. I'll talk about it in the spoilers. Okay. But it was only one scene mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> and, but the rest of the movie was really good, you know? At least good enough that it wasn't distracting, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, the other parts of the movie... I can't really tag the movie for because it's just doing its job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, transitioning from pros to cons, mm-hmm. I like the fact that they chose a non-Black Adam villain for Shazam. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm assuming that's a so comic book thing. Black Adam is the the arch nemesis of Shazam. Okay. He was the original or one of the original Sh- Shazams. And he is like thousands and thousands of years old and they were actually going to have Dwayne the Rock Johnson play him oh yeah. yeah but uh they went with Mark Strong I like the fact that they didn't go with Black Adam you know why why use your big baddie for the very first movie you know sure. you could build up to him um but they went with uh Thaddeus Savannah which is weird because they kind of went different he's supposed to be like a Lex Luthor except you know old and feeble he's just super smart mm. they didn't really do that in this movie i don't feel like they emphasized his intellect yeah, much at all exactly. i think they just in- emphasized his character flaws exactly yeah yeah um i was surprised that they did the seven deadly sins uh one of my cons is you can't tell which sin is which <laughs> yeah i had to look it up afterwards to see like oh so okay yeah but yeah it really was uh sloth was or gluttony was really the only one i was like yeah that's, that's <laughs> i bet glutt. the fat one's gluttony <laughs> yeah i bet the fat one's gluttony uh i really thought that was cool though you know the way they uh were the uh the negative version i will say this about the sins um i think i was surprised by how evil they were like how how even representation was very like demonic sinister demonic and dark there are moments where they are biting people's heads off, yeah, um, and throwing people around, and it was it was surprising to me. And I was trying to think of why, because there are other movies that are certainly that level of PG thirteen violence. It wasn't it wasn't graphic blood and gore or yeah. anything, but it was very intense in a way that I'm not used to. And I couldn't tell if it actually was more intense than other things, or if it was because the tone of the movie was so childlike. In everything else, oh. that it that it felt a little more that like the gap it was felt jarring. a little yeah it was a little more jarring to see these very demonic creatures tear humans apart. Even this, there were moments of this that kind of read like a horror movie. You know, yeah. the the boardroom scene could have been in a horror movie. Yeah, easy, right? Yeah. Like you know, you've got um, I'm I'm just gonna start spoiling things. I won't do that, but but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. and that that's. I don't know if that's to um, to. I actually don't know if that's to the movie's detriment or not. Because I'm not sure either. That's the question I'm asking myself. What I'm thinking is, you know, uh, it didn't the, bother me as an adult. Yeah, I can see it bothering me if I had like a four or five year old that I brought to have fun at this movie. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's a really good point. But the way I was thinking of it is. When it, say hypothetically you were a kid who was given superpowers, right? Half of this movie is telling you, "Oh yeah, you get to do all this fun stuff." Right. But then I think the darkness that you're mentioning here right. is what's supposed to bring us back to, "Oh, so 
this is really what it means to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all fun and games. It gets scary. It gets horrifying. So I think yeah. maybe that's what the movie was going for. Yeah. To like, hey, it's not all sunshine and rainbows when you get superpowers, you know. it's It can get really scary. Yeah. So I totally agree. Maybe that's what the movie's trying to say. But yeah. If you have a kid, I think so. that's a that's a fair warning. Yeah, I just it was it was it was strange enough for me, and I, I was thinking to other PG thirteen movies I love that do that kind of thing. Jurassic Park is very much that way. Like it's n- it's not afraid to be real about the violence of the dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, those kind of things. It just it, it just felt it felt enough different here that I, th- I thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, uh, at least the only other negative that I really found here, and on- honestly, as I think through it. In the, you know the normal things you think of, um, I, I can't think of many negatives. The only one, the only other ones I can think of have to do more with uh, character choices, motivations. Especially Mark Strong and his character felt a yeah. little strange to me. I think he's a fine villain performance-wise. I just don't know that I understand that villain character-wise enough to get why he is making some of the choices he makes. He makes some of the common villain tropes of you know, messing around with the superhero instead of just doing away with them. Yeah. Um, you know, just that kind of stuff where I'm like, that's fine if I can more understand who he is. I wasn't sure I completely understood even why he had his powers or what that, you know, the ball thing and how that relates. And, okay, you can just remove it like that. Like, how did how did Shazam know that? Like, all that kind of stuff. Is sure. Just, it just felt a little unexplained Yeah. in many ways. So, yeah. I'm right. I, yeah, it's... Even for a comic book person, it was difficult to follow because a lot of that wasn't in, you know, it's not canon or anything right. like that. So, yeah. But, eh, movie. No, totally. Yeah. And especially with a fun experience like this, I will let all that stuff go. It, it didn't even bother me in the moment. Um, it's so, when you, after the movie, you can break things down. Sure. And I just, and I do think the movie, I, I do think it's worth talking about and saying, okay, you know, maybe. Uh, do a better job at explaining your villain, who they are, what they're doing, what, you know, their goals, their motivations, all those kind of things. You explained, you explained the, the psychological motivations very well. That opening, you know, scene is, is great. Yeah. But just the, the process motivations didn't, it just felt very unexplained to me. Um, but that really is my only negative and it's kind of a small one. Yeah. So yeah, I really had a good time with it. My one last thing would yeah. be I am definitely going to see this again and I am so excited for the future of the DCEU now. I'm actually hopeful now. I man, do you think do you think Zack will be in a movie with the other character like with Superman and Batman and I don't know if it'll be Ben Affleck or uh Henry Cavill, but uh yeah. You think so? I think so. You think they'll build this in? Because in an, I mean I know there's there's a moment, but I just I don't know nothing in this screams you know, hey, we're going to move Zachary Levi into this group. But I, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I think that D- if DC's smart about this, they're going to say, okay, Gal is working. Mm-hmm. Jason's working. Zachary's working. Mm-hmm. We get them all together. Can you imagine how funny that would be? Those three alone. Be great. Alone. Be great. You just you just think you just think of how much time DC's wasted by trying to do it too fast. Yeah. Because if this is what they had done in the first place. Made the Wonder Woman movie, the Aquaman movie, the Flash movie, the Shazam movie, and then done Justice League. 
Yeah. Do you think how much better that process would have been and that experience would have been? I've said for a very long time, I think the reason why the Marvel, why the MCU has worked so well is because they didn't use their big guns for their first movie. Right. You can kind of make the argument for Captain America, but Iron Man wasn't that well known, you no. know? And it, how many movies did it take until you got to Thor, you know, to Captain America, Thor, the Hulk, all those movies, and then you did the Avengers, you right. know? Don't start off with Batman and Superman. Don't right, start off exactly. with the two most famous comic book characters in history. Right. <laughs> you know, save them. You know, build up to them. Yeah. And Make it special. Yeah. they If they find a good Green Lantern, I could see the DCEU putting up a pretty good fight. Yeah. If they get like a... Chris, Ryan Reynolds. I was going to say Chris. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Chris Pine, I think, would be a really good Green Lantern. Sure. Yeah. He's a good everything. Yeah. He is a good everything. <laughs> uh, definite recommend. From uh, both of us, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shazam is a ton of fun. Uh, all right, let's go to the best ever challenge. We're going to talk body swap movies today, Andrew. Yeah. Now, let me clarify this a little bit, and I apologize that I'm just clarifying for this for you live in the moment <laughs> instead of ahead of time. Uh, body swap, I realized after the fact, can mean a couple different things. Um, you can think of it in the very literal sense of two beings who swap bodies, yeah. right? I was thinking more of it in the sense of you swap your body. Like, in other words, you change out the body you have for another body. Um, so broad, narrow, that kind of broadens it out a little bit, adds some extra things. Yeah. Just just so, you know, because honestly, Shazam, under the first definition, is not a body swap movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a body transformation movie. Yeah. Right? But that's the kind of body swap I was thinking about is... He swaps his body for an older version of his body. Sure. Kind of idea. So I'm going to need some leniency then. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Well, it, all yours should fit into the category if you were just thinking body swap. But, yeah. But yeah, if there are some others that you think of off the top of your head, feel free to throw them in or whatever. Yeah. Number five. Yeah, go ahead. Mulholland Drive. Yes. Great choice. It's in my honorable mentions. I mean, it's... Uh, if you can tell me what that movie's about, I'll give you 100 <laughs> nope. bucks. Nope. Yeah. It's a good movie, though. I don't know why it's a good movie, but it is. <laughs> I really don't. It is so confusing, but it's so captivating. Well, it's it's an it's one of those atmospheric um, movies that that grabs you with its its style and just says you want to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> You're like okay, I guess I want to watch this. It's like hypnotizing in some way. That beginning scene with the guy talking about the the scary face Tobo, you know, mm -hmm. and then he pops out behind the. It is one of the freakiest moments in movies for me. It's mm -hmm. so terrifying. But that's kind of um that's kind of his MO, right? Weirdness? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean David Lynch is one of those guys that's just like I will never Mulholland Drive I can go, I'm with you. I can go, this is a good movie, I can tell. Yeah. Even though I don't understand it and I don't I'm not necessarily enjoying it in the way I enjoy other movies, I can go, okay. Most of his stuff, I can't get there. Most of his stuff, I'm like, this is weird, confusing. I don't understand who you are. I don't understand what you're doing, yeah. and I'm out. You yeah. know, I think Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks is, is that way for me. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm out. There's nothing here that makes any sense or is interesting to me in any way. Um, but this is one, I don't know that it's even more accessible. It's just for whatever reason, you know, it goes down a little bit easier. So <laughs> yeah. Your number five, my number five is freaky Friday. Uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis version. Cause Lindsay there, Lohan. Yeah. There are several versions Oh yeah, of this movie. And I remember watching the seventies one. Yeah. I don't know if it was the, um, the OG, 
uh, I think 1976. Is that Jodie Foster? I think so. Yeah, I remember watching that one a little bit growing up. Um, but this is the one that I think is the best. I think the, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it. I think Lindsay Lohan is fine in it. It's funny. It's interesting. Um, I think this, if, if you're going to be like, hey, watch Freaky Friday, this is the one I would say watch. Okay. So. Yep. Yeah, probably. 2003, I think, is when this yeah. came out. Uh, my number four, this yep. is where I'm going to need some leniency on being John Malkovich. Ooh, being John Malkovich. I'll count it. Okay. I'll count it, especially under kind of the, the deeper body swap understanding. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. That's good. I hadn't even considered that one. Yeah. That's a fun movie. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. But movie. it's weird in a way I like and feel like I kind of understand and can get at. Like Charlie Kaufman is just he he is weird in a way that I connect with. And that's what I remember when people are like, I like David Lynch. I'm like, okay, he's weird in a way you connect with, and I don't. Yeah. But Charlie Kaufman's weird away in a way that I really connect with. Yeah. Um I the movie lets you know from the get go it's not in a normal, you know, universe. It doesn't right. take place, you know, like the, what is it, 13th and a half floor mm-hmm. is something like that, and you got to crouch to get everywhere. It's yeah. just goofy stuff like that. It's it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spike Jones directing. I really wish he would direct more stuff. Uh, he does music videos more than mm-hmm, anything now. He really does. Um, John Cusack is great in it. Uh, it is, it's one of those movies that came out in one of the greatest Years for cinema, 1999, 20 years ago. The Matrix. Um, yeah, it's it's just, it's it's fun. That's yeah. a good movie. Yep. Nicely, number four. Nicely chosen. My four is 13 going on 30. Uh, Jennifer. With Jennifer, uh, Jennifer uh, Garner. Garner, yeah. She's so good. Yeah. She. You know what? If I had to pick, if I had to make a list of underrated actresses, guarantee she's in top five. Really? I just feel like she doesn't get enough credit for how... Um, how good she is. And what's interesting is I don't know that there's anybody else who kind of does that same Jennifer Garner thing that she does where she almost feels um, there's, there's, there's an interesting purity to her. And at the same time, she has this edge to her that, that comes out like I think of alias, right? Such a great example of she'll kick your butt and then she'll be like, Oh, sorry. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. There's a little bit of that Rachel McAdams moment from game night where she's like, Oh, oh no, no, he, he died. died. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But she exudes it. You yeah. know, it's, it's this crazy, interesting thing that she does. And, you know, for her to be able to play these dual roles, these dual age roles, I thought, you know, it's just, it's, it's great to see her doing stuff. Cause I really think she's good. Yeah. Um, if we're actually doing a real top five, mm-hmm. then this is where I would put Shazam. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to lie. As I was looking through body swap movies, I'm like, these are bad. A lot of, <laughs> a them, lot are of them are. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them are bad. are really bad. So that's why I had to put... I don't even have honorable mentions. I really okay, don't. Okay, I have a couple. Okay, so that's my number three. Your number three? Your number three is Shazam? Yeah. Oh, you went ahead and put it on the list. I had to because I'm okay. like, I can't come this up with... This is usually against the rules, Andrew. I know it's against the rules, but I couldn't even, you come, couldn't up even come up with five, five? Okay, fair body enough. swap movies. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I don't like 13 going on 40, 30 or Freaky Friday. Sure, sure. I don't like them. All right, well, that probably means my number three is your number one or two, uh, which is big. It's my number two. Yeah. So I guess we could talk about it now then, since you've yeah. got it up next. Well, why don't you start since you have it a little higher? Uh, this is back whenever Tom Hanks was mainly just doing comedies, you yeah. know, and uh, the burbs, the burbs. And this is, you know, it has so many um, 
scenes that are referenced in other movies wink wink about you know like the piano <laughs> yeah. on the floor and stuff like yeah. that and uh was that uh gene hackman as the who owned the toy store in big was it was it gene hackman I, i'll look it up you keep talking okay. um yeah it, it is if you were listing like the most quintessential body swap movies i think uh-huh. big is number one I really do think it's number one. I don't think it was uh, Gene Hackman. Um, I'm seeing maybe Robert Loggia uh, was in it. Um, I just don't remember who played the, the, but I don't see Gene Hackman in the cast. So Yeah. Okay. Well, um, but yeah, I think it's the quintessential body swap movie. Yeah. I think it's the one most people are going to think of first. Yeah. Uh, and there's certainly, uh, you know, uh, nice uh, Easter eggs in Shazam. Yeah. So it's it's fun to kind of see that. And and you really get a sense for Tom Hanks in many ways uh, kind of does embody that same thing that Zach Levi does, you know, kind of that childlike enthusiasm in an adult. Yeah. And you've seen him play that in different things. So I would like to buy you a finest beer, please. <laughs> Just uh, that mentality of, oh, yeah. I'm an adult. I get to do adult things yes, now. I can go do adult things now. Yeah. Um. All right. Ready for my number two? Yeah. Your name. Oh, the... Uh, Makia, I don't know how to say his name, but the yeah. Japanese anime movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. You've seen this? Uh, just snippets. It's one of oh, those. Oh, you I, need to see it, man. I, I know I do. It's really good. And what, what makes it really interesting is it's it's one of those that does the body swap, swap twist. And you're like, oh, this is fascinating. And then it hits you up the side of the head with other story things that happen. And you're like, oh, you know, it's kind of one of those one, two yeah. punch movies. So it's I, I found it absolutely fascinating and it's a, it's beautiful in not only the way it looks, but also kind of what it's saying. And yeah, it's one of those movies I've started and then other things, you know, they creep up and I'm like, OK, I'll finish this later. And well, then I just never did because it's subtitles too. when you watch those kind of movies, you really have to watch them. I never it, I always watch dubbed version of animes. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Live mm. action. I'll watch subs subtitles but anime i'm like it doesn't matter i'll just watch the dub interesting version. i always love to hear the original performances mm. but don't you get excited okay hypothetical like uh, howl's moving castle you know right it's voiced by christian bale and billy crystal sure and so many amazing people I'm like how did they get christian bale to do this anime well if you're going with like celebrity voices well even then i just the original performances are interesting to me okay. um i wouldn't mind listening to both necessarily but yeah. But yeah, anyway, so Your Name is in my number two. All right. And so. a huge recommend if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I have it. I just need to watch it. My number one. Yeah, ready for number one? Probably your number one, too. Probably not. Get Out. Um, No. No, that's a great... Ch- I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I can't even believe that that totally went over my head. But oh. it absolutely fits the category, yeah. the way we're talking about it. So yeah. Get Out. That is... Wow. You know what it is? I can tell you what it is, and this isn't this doesn't this doesn't mean you're wrong. I think you're right. I think it's because that is a physical body, like that's an actual scientific body swap. So it's like you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They 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 you know the him har science. Sure, it. sure. Blah blah blah. Science. Yeah. Wave your hands. But I'm just. But I'm saying there's there's something interesting in my mind of the distinction of all these others seem more spiritual, mysterious. Yeah. You know. And, and that one tries to be scientific in some ways. So that's yeah. probably why it didn't um, necessarily connect with me. Although I do have one of my honorable mentions that is also scientific. So okay. it was just it was just kind of a missing missing piece. Yeah. 
But for those, like, the three people in the world who have not seen Get Out, it's phenomenal. It's so good. Yeah. So that's my number one. Very nice. Uh, my number one's Beauty and the Beast. I did not even think about right? that. Right? I didn't even think about well, it. Well, why would you ever think of Beauty and the Beast as a body swap movie? But it is. That it's would this... be in my top five. I it... would take out Shazam and put in Beauty and the Beast. There you go. Yeah. You can follow the rules that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, this 11-year-old kid gets transported into the body of a giant monster creature beast, you know? Yeah. So it's it's interesting to think of it that way, but talking about the movie specifically, it's just one of the best. It's I'm, classic. I'm going with animated version over live action. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, of course. There's no doubt. Even as much as I enjoyed the live action version more than most people. Yeah. No, you, the animated's the... That's just default. Yeah. All right. No, I'm. You can gonna, remake these classics and make them live action. I want action. the Ron Perlman version. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad. Yeah. We're going with Celine Dion. <laughs> was it, was it her that sang that song? I don't remember who sang the Beauty and the Beast song. Sure. <laughs> Let's just go with it. Tale as old as time. Yeah. It was, it was uh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, it, it was. Sang, Angela, it sang it in the it movie. It was Angela Lansbury. Yeah. All right. Here are the honor, honorable mentions that I thought of: Selfless, Ryan Reynolds, and uh, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, it's not a good movie. <laughs> You're right. Uh, <laughs> Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Man, that's an oh, I didn't. That's think a good one, that. right? It is a very good. That's one. a good one. Uh, face off. I hate face off. I, know you I hate do. face I, off. I know you so do. Much. I know. I know. I know you do. I know you hate face off. You know off. what? I watched it uh, a couple months ago just to reaffirm that I hated it. That did, it was actually a bad movie. You did a hate watch. I did a hate watch just to re to like. Did I? That's is brave, it really man. a bad movie? That's or, brave. Yeah. I'm not going to do it with, there's some movies I'll, I'll give it, you know, leniency, but movies like Pearl Harbor or Armageddon, I know I hate those movies and I know they're bad. So. Yeah. Nice. But I was like, maybe I was I've just told in a you bad I, mood. I've told you I have a soft spot in my heart for Armageddon, right? Yeah. I, I actually kind of enjoy that, but I haven't watched it in so many years. I'm afraid to watch it again. Because I think I, I like the idea that I enjoyed it. <laughs> and then I want to watch it again. And I'm like, Aaron, you stupid man. <laughs> there is some amazing. I'll give uh, Armageddon credit for one thing. The Ben Affleck commentary for that movie is so funny. Yeah. Because he was talking. He was like, one day I went up to Michael Bay and I said, wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts to be drillers than drillers to be astronauts? <laughs> and Michael Bay said, just shut up and read your lines. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Uh, and then my final one I had in honorable mentions was the change up, which is just, uh, Oh, that's, uh, Jason, Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He likes to change things up. That <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But I mean, those are two of my favorite comedic actors. Yeah. In I a never comedy. saw it. Is it actually funny? It's funny. Okay. Yes. It's not, it's, it ain't changing the world. That movie's not changing the world. It's certainly got plenty of flaws that you can pull out, but <laughs> it's a fun watch. Yeah. So, and how would it not be with those two guys? You know what it's I mean? It's true. Um, so there you go. Those are my honorable mentions in the body swap category, as we have defined it. Uh, if you want to check out the Sif Pop uh, top 10 in honorable mentions, you can go to sifpop.com as written by our guru. Some good stuff in there uh, that I think you'll enjoy. I will say I'm very disappointed that none of our gurus thought of the get out thing because that would have been a that would have definitely made the list shame on you guru hey you're one of the gurus you get those emails you can write on those I lists never, okay i'll tell you uh i read the f the first one the first time but uh -huh. i stopped reading because i didn't want to be influenced it sounds it sounds weird because now i'm thinking about like maybe it would have helped me remember like beauty and the beast and stuff like that <laughs> right but uh yeah maybe i should start reading those emails yeah at first i wanted it to be my list uh, like 
unbiased without any you sure. know, outside influence, but now well, I'm realizing the benefit of it. Well, and those emails don't even, I don't even think give examples. They just ask for submissions. So next time you get one of those emails, you can throw in a submission. You can throw in get out or something like that yeah, and, and just so. write a couple sentences. That's what's kind of nice about it is you don't have to write a whole article. Yeah. Just be like, write a few sentences on why get out is an amazing movie. Yeah. That wouldn't take long. Uh, check that out at sifpop.com. Before we head on to the rest of the show, big shout out and thank you to our members of Sif Pop who support at Patreon. You actually make this possible. The Five Things Video Reviews, the Sif Pop Podcast, sifpop.com, all because of your generous support. Thank you so much. Helps us uh, defray the cost of a lot of the things that happen here. Uh, thank you to Jen, who pledged hey. recently. Uh, $3 a month. Mike, $5 a month. Pledged recently. Thank you, Mike. Woo. And Jake, up this pledge from 3 to $5 a month. Um, and I think that was the hangout with the video hangout, because that's where the $5 a month pledge starts. So thanks, Jake, Mike, and Jen, for your recent pledges to Sif Pop. If you want to be part of the family, you can go to patreon.com slash Pop. Check out the fun stuff we do, and uh, thank you so much for your support. All right, let's uh, let's do the uh, Sif Quest, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, thank you for all your questions that you send in. This one was very simple. I thought we'd go with it. Uh, this came via email. What are your first quarter awards? So I figure we can maybe pick a performance in a movie and maybe a surprise and a disappointment. Something like that. Shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the first three months of the year. Yeah. Um, before we get into it. Pretty disappointing overall, right? I have four movies or five movies I think are good, good to great. Mm-hmm. The rest are meh it's, or bad. Well, and, and I can't t- again. I can't tell if it's just a letdown from how great the beginning of the year was last year, or if it really is just a poor year in movies to start off this year. Um, what category do you want to start with? You want to do performance first? Sure, let's do it. Lupita Nyong'o. All right, let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> is, I mean, is there another choice? I I mean, no, it's her. She's so good. Yeah, she's so great. Yeah. I don't I don't know that there's another choice that I would uh, would even be able to go. Well, maybe no. I just I think she's the best. Yeah, so far this year. So yeah, I think Lupita Nyong'o wins best performance uh, so far. First quarter awards. Yeah, easily. Um, surprises. Sure. What's your biggest surprise? Serenity. Because I love that movie. I can't believe you love Serenity. I love that it's movie. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I know you hate it, but man, I think it mesmerizing. I, I think, really do. I think my biggest surprise is Escape Room. I was not expecting anything out of that movie, and I had a decent time with it. So Really? It's not great, but it, it was a surprise. I didn't see it because it looked like Saw, you know? From, oh, the, yeah. from the trailers, oh, I, interesting. Is it not really? Well, I've never seen the Saw movies, but it's certainly not torture porn in that way. Like you know, it's, it's that's what Saws are. They're torture. Porn, yeah, so. it's yeah. No, it's. I found it interesting. I think the concept the concept's great. There are a couple of things they do with it towards the end that are a little too sequel baity. You know, mm. where it's just like they spend a lot of time universe building at the end that they don't have to for the story that we're being told. Yeah, I really wish they would have just told the story. And then if they want to do a sequel, then you can do some of the universe building. Happy Death Day was really good at that. You know, the the idea that the first Happy Death Day just told the story it needed to tell. And then it did the universe building in the sequel. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, but I did, I, it was a surprise for me. I did enjoy it. The concept of, you know, you know, everybody loves escape rooms. 
and yeah. you know taking it to the next level you know right i'm glad to know it's not torture porn so no i i found it enjoyable it was a nice surprise um what's another category biggest disappointment dumbo yeah i think that's the right answer no it, it wouldn't necessarily even be a disappointment if i didn't usually like these live action remakes i think a lot of people it's not a disappointment because they weren't expecting much from it um but i i have generally generally liked what they've done with their live action stuff so for me it was a huge disappointment for sure yeah i wasn't expecting much but for them to still disappoint me <laughs> yeah it lets you know how bad that movie is it's the worst movie i've seen in the first three months yeah it is um did you ever watch the brexit movie no with a uh, benedict cumberbatch Mm-mm. it's an hbo original movie about how Brexit actually happened and how... Well, it's still happened. Like, there's still... That story is still being written. It is still being written, but it's all about one man and how he orchestrated the entire the thing vote. to happen. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was... it was. You know, I was disappointed because, you know, I hear Benedict Cumberbatch and, you know, I'm yeah. like, oh, well, I'm on board. But, yeah. Another movie... I, I just want to give movies a shout out. Like, yeah. my top five yeah, movies of the year. We so. can do that. Number five, I'm going to go Serenity. Number four, Alita Battle Angel. Mm-hmm. I think you should shout out Alita. I think it, yeah. it definitely has some flaws, but that's a movie I want to see a sequel for. You yeah. know, like I'm interested in going back to that world. I am too. Number three is where I have the Lego movie to the second part. Okay. Number two is Shazam. And then number one is Us. Okay. Very nice. Um, Shazam has definitely entered, uh, I, although Shazam came out technically in April. So if we're doing the first three months technically shazam wouldn't be in there (laughs) well then take out shazam and then move captain marvel to number five and move the rest forward very nice uh shout outs for me to triple frontier captain marvel uh how to train your dragon the hidden world high flying bird on netflix and then my uh and us and then uh, my number one is actually happy death day to you oh wow so yeah interesting maybe i just need to watch it yeah oh you haven't seen that one either Happy Death Day to you, no. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I really like what they did with that world. I thought it was great. Okay. You know what else could have been in my biggest disappointment list is Glass, uh, but I enjoyed it more than most people did, but it's still a disappointment because I was hoping it would knock it out of the park, and I definitely don't think it does that. I was disappointed with Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Did Bandersnatch come out this year or last no, year? No, that's technically last year. Okay. And technically, I don't even know what to call that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true, yeah. I think we gave it like a special a special award last year for... Best thing. Best, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what it was. <laughs> best entertainment thing. Yeah. Um, inter- inter- interactive entertainment. But that that then you have to video add video games. games into that, right? Like yeah. So it becomes a real interesting... It is technically a video game. It, it really is. Yeah. It, there's a new one on Netflix that, that does the same thing. I heard really? somebody talking about, and I can't remember what it was about, but there is a new huh. kind of choose-your-own-choices thing on Netflix. But, huh. I have, but I haven't obviously done it because I don't even remember necessarily what it is well there you go thank you for that question if you've got a sif quest you want to send us on all you got to do is hit us up at feedback at sifpop.com and uh, we will solve a debate for you uh, settle an argument uh you know answer your questions you know you just let us know what quest you want us to go on and we'll be there for you uh you can also hit us up on twitter at sifpop or at aaron dicer uh either way uh, ready for some buried treasure? Let's do it. All right. I can go first. Yeah. You know me. 
I am a sucker for reality television, especially competition shows. Mm. Uh, I I, I should say, I should clarify that every time because I actually really don't like that other side of reality television that is like, let's follow these famous people around and see what their life's like. That that does not appeal to me in the least. Yeah. But people doing amazing things and competing against each other, that stuff I love. Yeah. Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Amazing Survivor. Race, Survivor. Yeah. Uh, even the even the vocal stuff, you know, The Voice or American Idol. You know what? The Voice is actually pretty good this year. I'm not going to lie. Do you know what's better, though? What? American Idol. What? It is so good this year they have got i have not watched american idol and i don't totally know how long totally get it and and maybe i'll just rant this before i give you what my my uh buried treasure is oh it's not american idol no it's not <laughs> oh okay um but uh well i do want to say this because i was thinking this and i know and i know a lot of people don't watch it anymore it was gone for like a year and then abc bought it and so you know disney owns it now that kind of thing here's the here's the difference between american idol and the voice and the reason i get kind of bored with the voice the focus in the voice is on the judges for the most part. Whose team are you going to be on? You know, who's going to be your judge? Here's how we're going to coach you. And, oh, is it a steal? Now you're going to be on this judge. Let me convince you. To be, you know, it's it's very judge focused. It is. And that, or coach. I think they call them coaches, which is fair. Yeah. Um, you know, coach focused. What I've realized with American Idol is it is drop dead performance after drop dead performance that's going on here. Right. And yeah. so it's one of those things where you get to know the actual contestants better than I than I feel like I do on the voice. So I'm watching both and I could maybe tell you one or two people on the voice, but I can describe to you like my favorite seven on American Idol right now. I think they're down to the top uh, 20 right now on American Idol. OK, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like the because there's so much uh, less focus on who's their coach and how are they coaching them and are they going to steal them and that kind of stuff. The show is dedicated to the performances and not all that periphery stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I will say on The Voice, I always fast forward through them talking about their lives and stuff because yeah. I don't, don't want to be influenced by tragic backstory, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because nobody's ever happy that ends up on those shows. And there's always something in their life. Well, that... and that was another thing I really liked about Idol this year is they cut all the tragic backstories. Like, you know, the the ones that you're like, well, they have to take them because obviously the heartstrings. Yeah. And they were like, you're just not quite good enough. And it's like, oh, they're actually focusing on real talent which is fun too so that's fair and i'm not saying the voice doesn't do that because i think the voice does that pretty well as as well but anyhow that's a sideline to get to my real <laughs> competition reality show which that i is... wanted to talk million dollar mile have you seen this yet million dollar mile yes yeah, so lebron james uh has produced this tim tebow is hosting it of all people and wait so lebron's all all up in that because he also does the wall he does okay yeah, he's flexing his his well he's also producing uh the new um space jam movie that's coming out too yeah so yeah he's million dollar mile give me the rundown okay <laughs> i like that nice pod um, um <laughs> you'll go to great lengths yeah uh anyhow so basically <laughs> it's it's a mile long course with five obstacles in it so you run um whatever two tenths of a mile right okay. then you do an obstacle then you run two more tenths of a mile do an obstacle two minutes after you start they say go for you uh, a what are they, defender a defender starts chasing you so you get a two minute head start so you run to the first obstacle do it and then they let the defender go and these are like professional obstacle course um you know challengers that kind of stuff 
parkour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so then uh, you have to decide after each obstacle if you want to go to the exit obstacle or keep trying for the next one. And you get certain amounts of money for how many obstacles you can go through. And there's some strategy to it and some different things. But if the defender catches you, you lose it all. So it's it's fascinating. I That I, actually sounds like a lot of fun. It really is. I've, I think there have been two episodes so far, and I've really enjoyed them. Um, and I just think it's a really good concept. I hope so, it's on Hulu. I'm not sure if it's on Hulu. I watch it on uh, YouTube TV. Yeah, so. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's CBS. It is. I'm pretty sure it's CBS because I uh, think it's on after Survivor. Okay. It's, hopefully it's not all access then. So No, it's not just all access. Okay. Because um, it's on after Survivor. So, uh, so yeah. But anyways, I, that, again, this is exactly the type of show I'm a sucker for. The production on it's fairly good. I love that they don't spend a lot of time introducing you to the runners. It pretty much is just, you know, contest after contest after contest, uh, which I enjoy. So, so far, the furthest anybody has gotten... Don't spoil. Oh, I'm you don't want me to spoil it? No, because I'm going to watch. Okay, fair enough. Fair I, enough. I'm, I'm picking up this buried treasure. Very nice. Yeah. We've, we've dug it. We found some. Yeah. All right, what do you got? I'm going to go with Queer Eye Season 3. Okay. Have you watched the Netflix? I haven't. I have. I've heard such great things. It's it's better than what I expected. You know, yeah. because they don't just physically transform these people. You know, they don't just get them better clothes. You know, and better haircut and stuff like that. They have each one of the uh, the Fab Five is what they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Each one has their own. Um, thing that they focus on, whether it be cooking or style or hair or um, architecture. And then there's like uh, life coaches, you know, to help you emotionally get through stuff or to, you know, move past something or to better yourself, you know. And it's awesome to see these this transformations in people, you know, because sometimes they're like, you know what, you, you don't really need, you know, the clothing and all that stuff. You got that down. But, you know, there's something deep within you that, that needs right. fixing. Right. There's, there's a human element to it. Yeah. And these guys are so lovable. You know, they're just so kind. And all they want to do is just help people. And it it's weird because they're a style of friend that I've never had mm. because like they're always, you know, like whenever they're hanging out with each other, they're always saying like, oh, you look so good and stuff like that. My friends, our version of friendship is just berating each other and, <laughs> uh, you know, laughing about it. Like if you were to read the chat room of my fantasy football league, you would think that we hate each other more than anybody on earth, you know, That's just funny. by the way we talk to each other. But no, it's 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 so uplifting the show. It's pure positivity. I absolutely adore it. It sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah. It's right it's it really I try is. to uplift you, Andrew. I tell you how awesome you are. Yeah, you're right like, in the intro of our show every single it's week. It's true. You are. You're the outlying friend. That I'm the I, outlier. Yeah. Thank you, Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, very nice. That was a good pool, by the way. <laughs> we did it, man. Yeah, we did. There you go. Shazam. Podcasting. Yeah, we just said the word podcast. Podcast. <laughs> it happened. And then lightning struck the and this the soundboard and turned it on. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I wish y'all could have been here. Yeah. It was really a lot of fun. Smells like burnt plastic. It- 
Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. If you're curious about the network or other shows that might be on it, you can go to the website, studiodna.media, or just search Studio DNA, one word, in your podcast player. You'll see all the podcasts uh, that are on the network pop up there. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again. Thanks, buddy. You can uh, find him at Flick Freaks all over the social medias. You can find me at Aaron Dicer. Much love and gratitude to our members on Patreon for giving monthly to make Sif Pop happen. Support starts at three bucks a month, and you get access to every bonus episode, uh, which we talked about video games in this bonus episode. Kind of caught oh, yeah, up with uh, which video games uh, Andrew is playing, and I'm not playing. Uh, so that happened in the <laughs> bonus episode, but those are available to members only at the patreon.com slash Sif Pop, and it's really helping us expand this year, and we thank you so much for doing that. Lots of ways to connect with the podcast. Feel free to leave a comment, rate it, uh, leave a review at iTunes. That's very helpful. We appreciate that. You can also email us at feedback at sifpop.com if you have anything you want to say. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it, and that listening is much easier than picking a good superhero name. Spoiler chat for Shazam should be next up in your podcast feed, and we will be back next week to talk about Hellboy. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.